This is galling. My brother has never been my favorite person, but I can't deny that he's useful. Azir was more trouble than we expected. And it seems he and his little half-elf friend have already proven their worth. But I see the way he looks at me. The way he looks at my lady. Looking down on everything from his high horse. I never wanted him here. Never wanted him to share this. Well, he's here. I guess we better get on with it. Are you ready for some dungeon dads? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that soft voice. He will rise. He will fall. I see him on the front line. Standing tall. They're risking life to answer the call. But what they fight before. Don't know, don't care. Just along for the ride. But if you want my stand, I'm going to make sure I'm going to win inside. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, Dungeon Dads. Everyone must be in here. episode sixty-two. Woo! I made the decision, guys. Just so you know, episode eighty-nine is going to be the last episode of this season, and maybe the whole show. <laughs> episode eighty-nine. I, Why I, do you do that to I, yourself? <laughs> Why do you do that to yourself? I'd love to see the whiteboard where he drew up that math. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I was he's calling like, his shot now. Eighty nine. <laughs> because assuming I, I, we spend three episodes at the Goblin Market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Everybody, I'm your DM as always, Tom Blaylock, and I am joined today by the dads, um, John Watson playing the wizard Iona Silhavind. We're not going to be mispronouncing it anymore, John, because we don't have Abel. Yeah, that's, that's, we don't have it. I mean, maybe maybe some of the Lake and Harthers still don't know what they're saying, but for the most part, <laughs> all the all the player all the player characters know exactly what my name is. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think Filnir was the 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 OG of pronouncing it correctly too. Uh, he, was, he was the OG. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Carr playing Filnir Omajira. What's up, Tim? Hello. Yes, I did uh, in, intentionally say Ionis's name correctly. It's a sign of respect. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam Frank playing uh, Schnobick. What's his last name? I mean, I I guess, I mean, we don't have a naming convention like Snow. I feel like he's sort of, and he's he's sort of forsaken Erlington. Yeah. Um, Yeah, And he probably would not have been called Erlington growing up. Probably was a Silhavine because he was born of the Silhavine. A Silhavine mother. His mother his or last name, His last name is the bastard. The bastard. Okay. <laughs> Schnobik the bastard. That's what it was in John's I, character sheet. <laughs> uh, Come on, guys. That's his last. Name. I gave him one already. <laughs> Schnobik Castle. Yeah. Why did you change say, your name to Le Batard? <laughs> it's a lot better than shit house. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably goes by Schnobick the last if it ever comes up. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Good job. Um, well, last episode we had some crazy shit happen. A lot of new information that I think shed a lot of light on 
what you're looking at, what you're facing in both the Breen, but also on Gil Brain. And potentially, I think you get a lot of insight into maybe not the motivations of the big players, but at the very least, at at who they really are. Two big ones, Helspeth and Grigley. Um, you know, what form they're taking now, how close it is to what they were when uh, when Robert took the gift, it's hard to know, but they are in fact the old king and queen of the Moonbrook Elves. Um, and that they're approaching this war between the the magic of order and the magic of chaos in wildly different ways. Um, and, uh, you know, you killed, you killed Adele Gazelle, <laughs> Azir Gerald, um, and you still haven't gone through her stuff. Um, but I did give you, I think in the bonus episode, I did let you know that all the magic items that she has made as an artificer are slowly becoming non-magical, um, uh, you know, as you, as because of her, her body's magic was tied into all those things. So as she dies, those things are losing their power. Um, you're still in the lead temple. This is the third episode in the lead temple. (laughs) This looks familiar to me. Maybe we'll go past episode 89. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, and you haven't been formally asked yet by the white lady what her specific demands are you only know that she's got a control rod somewhere in uh in gilbrain with the elves probably with havis corvair another name that you learned um and uh and you know that she is uh um that she was sort of overseeing the elves work here um and uh so I guess we'll just pick up right there after Schnobick gave his talk about why he still is with Bezleth, even though she doesn't hold the control that a normal vampire master would hold over him. Unless you have questions first before we get started. I have one question. Okay. Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> and follow up. What gives you the right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. We can go on. <laughs> John had one too. Uh, no, I was just going to continue on. Okay. Um, Tim, you good? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you mean you weren't going to make some bullshit joke, John? <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Follow up. Well, I, th- I thought I would just continue the story, Sam. Uh, I mean, okay. All right. One I other mean, thing. If you think that's what people come for, then I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess one more thing I would like to remind you all as players, but also our listeners, is that um, another big moment happened in this episode where Filnir picked up the ascended or and uh and he has reason to believe based on what Bezleth told him in his mind hole that Herr Walter Faust won the battle inside the spear or inside the, the nether region where they were battling 
Wait, where were they battling? The nether regions? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was a real sword fight, Tim. <laughs> One of them ended up in the hole. That's okay. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, I guess I want to get a sense of how quickly we need to get out of here. They did say somebody was on the way, right? Here, here, um, they were very worried that she was going to escape Mm -hmm. and she did try and call her people back in Gilbrain by pushing a button on her armor. And then she didn't understand why she couldn't communicate with them. Right. Uh, but as you said, we're in a lead box. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that stuff doesn't work here. Yeah. So Bezalith looks at you and says, gentlemen, I hope you understand the gravity of your position at this point. And I hope you understand that we will not be able to help you much in whatever comes next. I, I, do, I do need a little more explanation. What <laughs> on earth just happened? I totally thought oh. you were going to say it gives you the right. <laughs> <laughs> well, This woman lays dead before us. I did what I had to do for my friend. Yes. She was sent here by those that created me, by those that made this body you're speaking to now. And they are obsessed with controlling everything that they can control. I would have never allowed them to charnel me, and I would have never allowed them to put me into this clay golem if I knew they were intending to control me. And rather than just have someone here with the control rod, they sent someone who would report back to make sure they knew that we were doing their bidding. So Filnir and I are here because they told you to bring us here. Filnir and you are here because I took a guess that the rumors were true, that Filnir had actually created this tree, and that he would be able to pick up the Ascended Ore which Azir did not even realize existed. She was on the trail of two different pieces of ascended ore. One that was unworked and one that is worked. And what is the difference? Well, very little in terms of power, but very much when it comes to how one controls it. The scepter of Robert Hark is is a piece of ascended ore molded into a weapon. The godstone that your cleric carried is another piece of ascended ore that captures souls just as the scepter does. The only other ascended ore that I know of is worn around the neck of Prince Adair as a raw piece of power. And I still have that in my hand, right? Filner's still uh, holding the Ascended Ore. You're holding the Ascended Ore that you have. She said, this is, this, is, this is a new 
This is a new piece of Ascendador. The elves had not heard of, of, of any of the charneled weapons achieving their goals. Uh, and they didn't sense it when this one went. And I don't know why this one was different. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. The torches that let me see Air Walter Faust are still out, correct? And those were burning earlier when I could see him? Or do I have that backwards? The, the, you have that backwards. When they came on, you could no longer see them. Got it. And and the ones that flickered out were only within thirty feet of the sword. So the the rest of the torches are still are still lit in the back of the room. Right. My lady, I I do not mean to be impertinent, but how does this get you free? Why do we need them here? This is a long way round the woods. Shnobik, my dear. We need them to head into the Gilbrain Wilds to find the bedroom of Havis Corvair and take every control rod and destroy them if they can. And, gentlemen, I know the way the magic is used to put a soul into a clay golem like this. I just don't know how to make a clay golem that will accept it. But Havis Corvair has hundreds. He's been making them for, I mean, as far as I know, since he was a boy. He was a child when we left what you know as the gift. I didn't quite realized the power that he was harnessing and studying. I do not know how he learned it, but I do know that even Grigley and Helspeth had no idea how to do the things that he is doing. So, I propose you go to Gilbrain, offer that ascended ore, and perhaps even your sword that you carry, Filnir, as a, as a way to parlay with the Gilbrain elves. And while you are there, take what you need, including at least one, maybe two of the golems that are ready to accept the charneled souls. I can, I can help you pull the soul of Abel from the godstone. Do the golems work without a control rod? Are they capable of operating on the soul's desires and they can the soul are, control it, is what I mean. A soul controls the golem, yes, I, as I control this one. It, the problem is that when you first insert a sword or a ring or uh, – usually – the souls are trapped in metal objects, but I, I, I have seen, I, I have seen Havis Corvair even, even open up a, 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 a sheath like is in the back of my neck and, and pour, and, and pour potion down into a, in, into a golem that, that then 
keeps somehow the soul of the one that was charneled in a in a potion his his magic is in fact beyond me but i understand what he's doing not how he does it but i do know how to adjust these golems that he makes to accept any soul we, we desire to put in it i see we may have to we may have to back up a bit you said that there was nothing you could do for us beyond this point as far as our relationship with the Gilbrain elves but were we to do this for you we would need assurances that this does not get back to Lakenhoff which means that you will need to guard it maybe you don't understand what's happening here we have just killed the emissary of the Gilbrain elves of the minister of elven history and progress himself he can communicate with me and destroy me and my three retainers that all were bound together to the sword he cannot kill Schnobik that way. He did not know we had made Schnobik when we went to the wilds and created me. We cannot leave this box we are in until you hold the control rod. Does he know she is dead now? He does not know she is dead now, but when she does not contact him, I don't know how often. Once a week? Once every few days? I know she was on a mission that was separate from this. I believe she has a diary or something where she was taking notes uh, in there. Maybe that will help you uh, help shed some light on on how often she was communicating. But I dare not leave this box. And my eyes, my fury, and my heart dare not either. And that's why my heart was so reluctant to start this fight in the first place. Well, all this I understand. I suppose I, I'm wondering how long can you give us by feeding incorrect information? You don't understand. I don't speak to Havis Corvair. I, I met the man as a child. And then once before the battle for the city of Baldur. And then once after he charneled me into a blade. He is a private person. And no matter what they say their leadership structure is in the Gilbrain, he is in charge. And if she doesn't turn up, do they send someone else here? This was the last place they knew she went. Yes. They will send someone to look and to find. And they will sense, they will attempt to go into this teleportation circle, which thank you so much you have dispelled. Perhaps they think something awful has happened here. They do not know this is a lead-filled temple. They only know that 
we used the last of our permanent teleportation circle scrolls to create it. And so time is of the essence, and this is the bargain. The control rods of Havis Corvair are the target. The ascended ore is the entree. The soul of your priest in a golem is the reward. And if you have, if you have the will to take more than one golem, Vilnir, perhaps that ascended ore you have could be inserted into a, into one. Uh, perhaps that sword that you hold, that you claim holds my old friend Kegaset, could find a, a place and a new life. How does one figure out what soul is in the Ascended Ore? You did say they had completed their mission or something to that effect. I, uh, I cannot say I liked the soul that inhabited the spear tip that may be in this ore. But you, you told me before the fight that you saw a man who was not an elf. Yes. Sitting and praying at the... Yes. I would actually like to see if he's still there. Maybe extinguish that torch. I'll point to the torch near him that I think lit up and hit him. Bezalith snaps her finger and all the torches go out. And do I see him? Um, not there. <laughs> but two feet to your right in, in, in the pocket of your trousers where you hold the ascended oar, mm -hmm. there is the outline of Herr Walter Faust in cloak praying directly to you as if he's essentially two feet from the oar wherever the oar from the was. oar that's correct i need a few minutes before we leave this room uh and i will start casting magic circle on okay. the place where he is bezalith recognizes what you're doing and says everyone step stand back stand back the half elf is going to bring a demon into our midst you have my you have my blessing, half elf. How can we how can we help protect you? I I think it should be fine so long as I have this circle to keep Herr Walter Faust bound to his spot. Herr Walter Faust. That was his He's name. He's the man you see. Yes. Do you know him? He occupies the Ascended Ore. Is that what that means, that I see him near the oar? And then my heart comes over and uh, touches the back of her neck. And he's, she, he's clearly communicating with her. And, and my eyes and my fury come over and they invite you as well, Shinobik, to come and touch the sword. I come and touch the sword. Um, and uh, she is not speaking to you, but she is showing you uh, a vision that she has of Herr Walter Faust standing in front of a giant octopus wrapped entirely by two of its tentacles 
and being pierced and then and then from from a sheath in a belt behind his armor he pulls a leaden knife and sticks it into one of the tentacles and the octopus turns to stone and then falls apart in ash and there's a tiny stone standing on the ground where the octopus had been and she says to you and the retainers you must find another body if the half elf sees true things just got a lot more interesting i feel things were already interesting enough my lady nothing matters until these control rods are destroyed we can't afford to be distracted if if you find but one body and if you think that they will fight you for control of it you know what you must do my love yes yes and you my eyes yes yes and you my last it will all come to you your will be done my lady i love you i love you as well all right and they all take their hands off of the sword and she says very well gentlemen you need not unsheathe your swords half elf if the vision you see is true, you will not need your magic circle. But by all means, in case. <laughs> I'm looking through my notes. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember which episode it was where I, we did this before with Ionis's, um is it father, right? I can't remember which, uh, like how I, how I, I ended it. Was, I think it. it was like 29. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to remember how I ended it. Um, if you have notes that you can access this fast that tell you that piece of information, <laughs> I'm going to be really impressed. No, I don't think I wrote that part down, unfortunately, if it was 29. Um, yeah. I thought you just kind of did the motion of moving your staff away. It might yep. have been that. I just, I'm trying to remember because it was like I sort of disappeared and it spoke through my body. Um, either way, I'm going to cast Magic Circle um, okay. around the spot where Walter Faust is. Um, and then. I will take my staff and uh, reach out to him and connect with him. Okay. Let me tell you something. I'm going to let you roll for this. There is a 5% chance Pariso has projected Walter, Herr Walter Faust out of the stone in an attempt to get you to do this. If you roll a 1 <laughs> on a d20, it is Pariso. And if you roll any other number, it is Herr Walter Faust. Woo! <laughs> I'm debating in my head whether I like knowing this information in advance or whether I it just want to let you like, know. You should just be like, prepared. roll a d20. Um, nope. I want to put it out there only because and you won't think we're... if you roll a one, I don't want anyone to think I'm playing fuck fuck games with you, even though this is sort of a fuck fuck game that I'm playing with you. <laughs> yeah. But a... I'm allowing it to be handled on a roll. All right. Well, you guys will see my roll. So here we go. Yep. Natural 20. Oh. Natural 20. <laughs> Waste of 20. So not only Come is on. it Herr Walter Faust, but he really likes you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I meant a 20. Uh, with <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. So, so you finish the magic circle and, uh, and Ionis and, um, and Schnobik and the retainers and Bezalith are all sort of around it just in case something goes wrong. And I'm assuming you are also on the outside of the magic circle, yes. correct? Yes. So just and you're going to reach and you'll reach your, your, uh, um, your stick in your, yeah. your, your staff. The same way I did it with, uh, Bezalith. Um, yeah. not, or not Bezalith with, um, what's her name? Estebrison. Hel- Wasn't Estebris, it Helspeth? Helspeth. Helspeth yeah. and Estebris yeah. Silhavind. Yeah. Um, and uh, everybody now sees in the middle of the circle, Herr Walter Faust, and he is praying at first. And then you can tell he feels the difference. And he feels like he is moving off of the whatever plane he was on. And he looks up and he says, Oh, it is you. It is I. I have. Where are we? Well, I don't know exactly where you are. We are deep underground. In fact, I don't know exactly where I am. We are in front of a stump made of lead the stump of a tree and i have i don't i don't how many years has it been since you came to me before not even one i am i am tired did you defeat periso he is still here somewhere but he is scared so you pray and wait for him to return to finish the battle or has he made some sort of concession I I pray to my god to let me escape this place I see what can you tell me of um, the nature of your battle with Periso and are you aware of any effects it could have on the material plane I know he was taunting me and he was he was telling me I should give up because only he knows how to escape. He said we were in a maze and and that he he even tried to make a deal with me that if I stopped fighting, he would let me escape first, but I he is a serpent. Do not trust him. I don't trust him. Good. Where is the priest who helped me ass- who helped me find my way inside? I wish I could say he was with us, but he is not with us any longer. Fallen. He's with Tempest. Did he at least have a good death? It was a glorious death. Tempest would have been pleased. I wish there was ale in this place. I wish there were many things in this place. Do you know if you created a tree? Have you been able to send something out from where you are? A tree. Ascending. So in the tower, you recall. Yes. Uh, as soon as the battle was oh, over. Oh, yes. A tree formed from nothing. A tree. And grew was struck by lightning, nearly oh, well. killed us, but it now gives 
gifts to those that arrive at it. That's where the staff comes from. What staff? The staff that gives me the power to speak to you. He looks down where the staff is and he says, And and what made the string that's tied around your neck and tied around mine? I see no strings. It's clear as day. It's knotted around your neck like a noose. And here, look at mine. And he holds his hand up by his throat. He says, can you not feel that? And he pulls and uh, give me a, give me a strength saving throw. Ooh. (laughs) I don't like it, but I'm intrigued. DC 15. Fuck. 14. (gasps) Uh, Guys, Filnir is pulled right into the magic circle. And you no longer see Herr Walter Faust in there. And Filnir stands up and says, Oh, oh, what? Dark skin wizard. <laughs> uh, Why can I see it so dark? What? What plane is this? And Vesla says, Oh, just untie the string around your neck, Wally. We can help you out to untie that string. Oh, I I only I I only see that where's what is this stick? And he's holding the quarterstaff and he says, Is this the thing he said could let him talk to me? It, it is indeed. And what happens when I walk out of this cave we are in? Please do not do that. You are doing your duty by fighting Periso. We need Filnir here. Please let him go. Uh, I don't see him. I, I do not hold him. You are currently... Within him. And he looks around and he looks down at his body and says, So short. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What? And he reaches the staff out to you, Ionis. Here, take it. I'm just going to stare at it. I'm just going to say, Phil Nair. <laughs> Phil Nair. I, I don't know if I can do anything here. You, you can't. You're, you do you, are, does, he, does he, do you hear me? Does he hear me? Phil Nair, you are in a giant spherical temple that looks astonishingly like the center of the world where you had met Ehi before. Okay. I, this body is not for me, but how do I leave it? Wizard. I, I, I do not know. This is his. I'm going to, I'm going to mage hand the stick. Oh, okay. He says, uh, sh- and shall I let go of it? 
<laughs> I do not. I, I do not. I do not know. So, Tom, do I in this temple that I have? Do I see this string? Do I feel this string that's around my neck now? You do see the string, and you see that the string is. So this, it's a sphere. It's a semis. It, it's a it's a hemisphere. Yeah, and it's probably three hundred feet up, and the string is taut, and it goes straight up, and you can see that there's a star chart on the on the ceiling of this place that looks the same but different <laughs> uh, from the one in the center of the Earth. Okay. Do I recognize any points or two dimensional figures that might be? Ionis and Bezleth and Schnobik and the retainers? Definitely not. But you do see many two-dimensional figures across the roof, across the ceiling of this place. Do I recognize any that might be uh, no longer in the material plane? Like They're very far away. I, I, I don't think you can see them well okay. enough to tell, but you can tell that they are humanoids, almost all of them. Okay. Yeah. And give me a perception check, and I'll give you one more piece of information about them. Assuming it's a good perception check. Yep. 12. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll give you this. It's not striking... But you can tell there are no beards on any of the two-dimensional figures. Okay. Possibly women. Possibly just no beards. My lady, is this magic that you are familiar with? I am not. Then allow me and my brother will be forever making a decision. And I walk over and I'm going to bat the staff out of Walter Faust's hand with my sword. And it falls down, and you all see Walter Faust back for a second, praying on the ground, and then Filnir standing in the middle of the magic circle. And Filnir, you're out of the center of the earth. <sighs> what? What was that? And I'm just, and of course, I'm just going to grab for my neck and see if I can feel anything. Yeah, nothing, nothing around your neck. I don't understand. This is not how that's supposed to work. Well, are we done playing games with Ascended Ore? Uh, I will... Uh, <laughs> oh, Magic Circle is not concentration, so I don't... It just lives there for an hour. We so have me, other things to discuss, things of greater import. My lady, I know my brother, somewhat. And I know he will not move against Havis Corvair for what he would see as a selfish desire to bring his priest back. I believe he will require you to paint a picture for him of what will happen if Havis Corvair is allowed to have his ambitions unchecked. He must see this as the right thing to do, not just a beneficial thing to do. Even though it might not affect the mountain city itself. Oh, he, uh, for all his faults, he has a broader conception of morality than that. Havis Corvair intends to control everything but the mountain city. And I don't know why the mountain city will avoid his wrath. But if you think 
I am a powerful being that he controls. I am but one witch in his army. And there are many charneled weapons, and he intends to put them all inside bodies and unleash them on this valley and to crush the human settlements all across the Gilbrain. He is going to target wizards. He is going to target divine casters. He is going to target anyone who takes part and uses the magic of chaos to touch the weave. And after he's done that, he will stand alone as the leader of a deadened, somber society. I don't know what else I can tell you. He's a very bad man. And that's, that spells it out pretty well, actually. I uh, have a thought. Do any of you have any connections with Jesus of Waterdeep? <laughs> she says. <laughs> <laughs> I would avoid him at all costs. The only thing I can say that's good about Havis Corvair is he will target Jesus of Waterdeep. Well, that was the thought I had. It, it appears that the two of them are on a collision course for one another. I think that's a fair statement. He will unleash his re-embodied elves at the city of Lakeshire and level it. And the humans that go to fight against him will be casualties of war. I suppose it's probably not the best idea to allow him to reach, achieve enough power to go after Jesus, but I just wasn't sure if we could point them at one another. Maybe we could solve two problems at once. If you could get Jesus of Waterdeep to leave Lakeshire and head to the Gilbrain Wilds, that would be one thing. By the time Havis Corvair steps foot in this valley, it is already too late. Well then, I suppose it is then down to us. How do we get to the Gilbrain Wilds? Schnobik knows a way. It is a long and arduous trip across the Gilbrain Mountains, through many treacherous parts of wild forest and swamp, or you might find another way. I have have no use of the teleportation circles that Havis has created, and they are all well defensed. Do you know the names of some of these circles? I, I, I only know the ones that I used. Um, and I can, I can draw it for you, if you like. And I'll hand her some parchment. And she, she draws a series of qualith designs for lack of a better word. Um, she says, the old elves used these for their teleportation circles. Is there a translation for this in common? 
Uh, you wouldn't need that if you if you can cast a spell which allows you to use teleportation circles. Then then all you, you need only inscribe these characters, and you will be taken right there. Fine. This takes you to the fountain in front of the Avis Corvair Palace. This takes you to the library where that teleportation circle would have taken you. And this one, and she draws another one, she says, this one takes you to the original encampment that me and my fellow refugees set up 327 years ago. It is still maintained, but I think it is maintained out of nostalgia rather than anything else. Is the encampment in the Gilbrain Wilds? In the wilds, far from the palace and the new town. And you think that one would be equally defended? Certainly. It may not matter for you, however. My lady, is it your recommendation that my brother approach Havis Corvair as an emissary and attempt to parlay with him and, and perpetrate a deception that will allow us to destroy the control rods? Or should we approach in stealth? Well, please don't take offense to this, Kingling. But what I've seen so far, I'm not certain you will be a diplomatic match for Havis Corvair and his elves. I am uh, not anxious to wager my life on my brother's subtlety. I will say what you did at the Bramble Wall was impressive, regardless of what my last says about you, Kingling. Oh, the I big know black fight, slipping well, thing, that all, was me. All I said was that it was clearly uh, <laughs> that priest, Abel Rockbrother, who did most of the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and I go to the same joke. <laughs> I will I will tell you Waverly Cloudsack has not given up and he still believes that the Hark Army is the best hope for the Gilbrain Does he possess all of this knowledge? None of it he doesn't even understand why the new Robert Hark, when they are made, become almost godly when they go to the gift and slaughter all of those innocents. Can that process be stopped? I think it must be stopped, unless you want to have a demigod to face down against. The Ascended Ore in the Scepter of Robert Hark collects those souls, and they can unleash them with great power. And as they age, and as they use their souls unwisely, they lose their power until a new Robert Hark treks to the gift 
and slaughters the hundreds and thousands. So it is the Ascended Ore that, in fact, gives them the power. That is correct. And do we know when they're doing that ritual again? You just know that they are preparing it and that the current Robert Hark is still very much alive and well, but that they are, but that there are movement of people who want to create a new one. My lady, we have drifted from the subject again. What is our approach for Havis Corvair? My last, if I were you, I would take the path over land. But time is not on our side. And so perhaps with a small contingent of Breen Valley emissaries, you might yet approach Havis from the front door. It would be risky, and I do not know how much he knows. I will say this. Azir has been sending her tiny creatures into Lake and Hearth to spy on you for weeks. Aha. And I fear that Havis must know something about you. Well, that is all to the good. Assuming she didn't send word that she was going to go and take this, that this ascended ore existed. Lake and Hearth sends a delegation to the Gilbrain Wilds, an attempt to broker a peace, an attempt to parlay with the ascended ore. My presence among the delegation must therefore be hidden. I imagine one look at me, and the game would be up. We learn the whereabouts of the control rods, and we destroy them, and flee with our lives, hopefully via teleportation, if my brother's skills are up to the task. They are indeed. How do we destroy a control rod? Is it complicated, or are they simple devices? They are not simple, but they are simply destroyed. Fire will do it. Easy enough. And I'll give Iona say a, a, knowing, a knowing nod. <laughs> Jonas is in the background. Yes! <laughs> but, but I will say, one quick flash in the pants is not enough. <laughs> you, will, you, will need, you will need a continuous minute or two of constant burning for it to melt and to relinquish its control over us. Understood. And he will have many. And my heart is over uh, ripping apart the armor and searching through the things of, of Azir Gerald. And he finally sees what he's looking for and he pulls it out and he says, her journal, my lady. And she says, give it to the old brother of my last. He will know what to do with it. He may need information that's kept inside. And in the meantime, my lady, let me explain to you how he is now my younger brother. <laughs> when I said old, I did not mean older in age. I meant once. That is the once brother 
of my last. <laughs> yes, but you, I, I do believe you'll find this amusing. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas just has his hand over his head, he's just shaking his head, his hand over his eyes. <laughs> and now we lie in wait, impotent without you. I wonder what we'll do. And she looks at the other three retainers and they all have like lusty smiles on their faces. And she says, uh, my last, we will miss you for this party. It is a pleasure to do your will, my lady. And then I kick a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Might we, as we make preparations, might we have that journal? Did they give it to us? Uh, yeah, uh, my heart gives it to you. Okay. I would hear you accept the bargain. We have discussed much. We have told much. But I would hear it from your lips. I, in my mind, I say to Filnir, any second thoughts, Filnir? Huh? I'd bet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I still do not know how Abel would feel about the idea of being put into a body that was not truly his own. Although I suppose the body at the end was not truly his own either. And we do not know how a soul inside of a golem can set itself free if it so chooses. As I was told by Bezalith, and this is all obviously telepathic, she wants to be set free as well, and destroying the control rod will do that for her, it seems. Or at least give her the choice, but I do not know. Should Abel not agree with our decision, if he will be able to correct it. Well, perhaps that's one step at a time. Yes. Do good for the Gilbrain, obtain the body, do no more. And then maybe, maybe we'll have time to reconsider or communicate. Yes, I think for the most part, this does seem to serve the greater purpose of saving the valley. And... For that reason, I think we should pursue it. All right, then. You two have been staring deeply into each other's eyes for an uncomfortably <laughs> long time. What say you? Lady Bezalith, we agree to your terms. We will go after the control rods into possession of Havis Corvair, and we will destroy them. Then the deal is struck, and she reaches out her hand. To shake with you, Ionis. And I shake it. All right. Um, I am going to let you roll a DC 10 wisdom saving throw. And if you fail this, she will get past the ring and perhaps destroy the ring. Mm, all right. She is casting something on you or he could choose this. to he could choose to let her pass the ring too right because it's 
She's doing something at the ring. Okay. Yeah. Because she does not like it. She does not like it. Oh, Crispin. 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you feel the ring gets super hot. And she is like looking you straight dead in the eyes. And you can tell she's doing the the thing that you first did when you were talking to people in your brain hole with Rary Telepathic Bond <laughs> that you thought you had to like move your lips and also like raise your eyebrows really high. And uh, and then she like shakes your hand and, and says, very well, good show, wizard. And, and uh, she says, I guess the only question now is, do you want to climb back up and out? Or do you want my last to take you back through Grove Relash? Do you have control of the vampires there? Only he does. For he has made all of them. I just stare wide-eyed at Snowbin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thinks uh, Filnir is going to take uh, or offer his hand as part of, you know, sealing the deal himself separately, uh, knowing that when there's touch, there's also communication. Yeah. Um, and he's going to ask Bezalith, how do you set yourself free when the control rods are destroyed? Or do you need help? We're going to stab the octopus bitch right in the eye with me. And that will free you. I believe it will. She has a way of destroying all charneled items. And I think I might just have enough cold in me to bring her to an end. I see. And may I ask one other thing of you? Of course. Once our priest has returned, once we have destroyed the control rods and found a golem, and we have moved his soul, should he... Should he decide he does not like our decision... Would he be able to free himself? Would you know how he could? I do not, but there are two who do. Grigley and Helspeth. And they both still live. They do. And they both still live in this valley. Thank you. I will do what I can. Brother, your valet has been touching my lady's hand for an inordinately long time. <laughs> this all happens real fast. Come on now. <laughs> Too long for Schnobik. But she she is quite beautiful, eh, Schnobik? He lingers. Eh? He lingers, brother. <laughs> I can't believe I honestly didn't have one more uh, um, uh, request for this uh, particular compact to be made. <laughs> Make five minutes of heaven. <laughs> yeah, five minutes of heaven. Don't give me a <laughs> in the antechamber. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this woman makes me sick. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, all right. Mm, her cold white skin. <laughs> 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 
Um, all right. Well, for what it's worth, I think Filner would be more comfortable going over the mountains. Yeah. Well, uh, you got to get out of this place. You, yeah. you, you do need to decide if you're going to climb back up through the tree hole, uh, the root system. You kind of know how to go that way. There, There is some perilous climbing that needs to happen. Um, uh, I know you has you guys have ways oh, right. of getting around that through the grove. Um, yeah. I'll look at Ionis and uh, Ionis. Uh, the choice is yours. If your brother, in fact, has control of the vampires in the grove, it may in fact be the safer way out. I know our climbing skills are passable. Is uh, this out loud? Is this yeah. where he can hear it? Yeah. yeah. So Schnobik, this is also up to you. Knowing full well that, like, and then in my head I say, "Oh, we can fly." <laughs> <laughs> and I was about to say that in my head. <laughs> well, I know you have ways of getting us out of here, Fjellnir. Yes, that is true. And I, I just want to remind Schnobik slash Sam here that there have been many improvements made to Grovelash since they were last there. Didn't I own a spy <laughs> on Grovelash like four episodes ago? But not no, the light. I just, five I just six, saw the cat. I just saw the cabin. Yeah, yeah not true. the light well. Oh, that's right. I was going to ask Bezla what the fuck those were for. It's fine. <laughs> it's done. I don't want to well, anger Schnobik by touching her again. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that look. Yeah. Come, let's away. The uh, brother, the. Um, we will have to discuss. Uh, how you came by all of this information when when you approach Havis Corvair we cannot let on that you have ever even spoken with Besla indeed well I'm going to continue to extend this olive branch to you we we can go back the way we came rather easily but let's, if you let's go let us go follow me and I just start walking off <laughs> toward toward the grove Toward the grave. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, I I would assume Havis knows that you have had contact with both Hellspeth and Quigley. He may not know what you have discussed with them. It is possible that you learned of his presence, learned something of the Gilbrain Wilds through them. Uh, the presence of the Ascended Ore will be a surprise to him, but I do not believe he will connect it back to my lady. Uh, I, I do not believe there's anything that will... Connect your mission with Hellspeth. Shall we take the Ascended All? I believe we must. I don't believe we will be allowed into the city without it. Fair enough. Aren't you pleased to be the bearer of such an important responsibility, Filnir? It is a duty I can handle. Hmm. Yes, perhaps we should put a handle on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Have we? Are we all alone at this point? Yeah, you're you're walking down things. It's actually so compared to the way in, which was craggy and uh, and also abandoned, right? Um, you get on this path down, uh, and you you are descending even more into the underdark. At first, um, uh, it, it starts off as a as a very clean tunnel that is um, about six feet high and uh and um 
you know, f- four or five feet wide on, on the, on the edges, but it kind of comes up into a, in a, um, in an arc at the, at the, at the highest point. It's like that for about 700 feet or so. And then that ends up on what can only be described as like uh, a catacomb type of a situation where there are actually like stone pillars that are every 20 or 30 feet. Um, and the, and the, 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 the opening here is like 10 feet wide and eight feet high. And it's not exactly a road. It really looks like you're, you're just like underneath a, a much larger building. Um, and it goes on like this. Shnobik know knows the way. And later on, if you find yourselves in this hallway, I'll let you roll to see if you remember it. But it's like you're kind of lost as you go. There, the, the it it looks like just a grid of these of these pillars. And then every once in a while, he'll take a right in what looks like just another grid of the pillars. But now you realize you're in a whole other trail, a whole other path. And it's a it's a three or four mile walk, which takes you about an hour and a half because you're going slow and, you know, do not fall too far behind brother. You may never find your way out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you see very dull light, uh, ahead of you. And, uh, this is the entrance this is one of the entrances into the light well, which is basically an upside down tower straight into the depths. And you were coming in at about a third of the way down. So you're about a thousand feet down on the light well. And you, as you approach it, you hear, uh, you hear like loud work, stone work being done. And, uh, and then you see that there's a, a precarious scaffolding of trees that, I mean, of wood that have been shaped into essentially a, a curving ladder that goes up and goes down in the light. Well, the light well is about 50 feet wide. Um, uh, and, and from where you are, if you look up about a hundred feet, the all of the walls have reflective glass all of them it's like a mirror in a circle in a in a in a cone that goes down almost to where you are and then it's rough unworked stone below where you are and the hole already goes down about 3000 feet from from where you stand and there are uh, a huge number of those Durger construct machines that are the drilling machines that are all dangling from, uh, from, uh, from cranes that are up at the top and they are all the way down at the bottom. And the, the, the sound of it is this like very deep hum. And you, you you see about 20 cables coming down from cranes from up high and then along the ladder at the bottom, there are hundreds of dwarves working down there. And you have stumbled on to, it looks like it's two years beyond uh, what you saw before. Are you impressed with our industry, brother? 
this is true, truly amazing, Schnobik. Yes. Is this, is, where does this point? What is, what's happening? Well, down, brother. <laughs> oh, sometimes I feel as though this valley is an egg poised between boulders. Seems as though something's always out to destroy it, crush it, drown it, burn it. Sometimes it seems as though it's not worth all this work just to keep one other boulder from crushing this thing, but damned if I don't hate demons. <laughs> well, I, I, I've never known you to have such fealty to this island. Well, I believe my point is I, I don't know that I do, but I do have fealty to my lady. And I do have an abiding hatred for those infernal bastards down below us. And yet you dig down. Oh, yes. Oh, they... Oh, they will not like what we have in store for them. May I ask what you have in store for them? Isn't it obvious? <laughs> I gesture expansively. You're bringing them to the surface. Opening up the surface to them, I suppose. The sun, perhaps, is what they do not appreciate. Have you seen what the sun will do to a demon? I believe I have. I Frankly, it's almost as bad as what the sun does to me. But how does a tiny hole in the scheme of things really help? Well, suffice to say that it does. I did not bring here to question my tactics, but to marvel at the incredible construction that I've overseen. <laughs> <laughs> this is me marveling. <laughs> yes, well. You see... I, you see I do not marvel at your marveling. <laughs> <laughs> you see three uh, feral... Halfling vampires bounding down the stairs. And right before they get to you, they say, Master, Master, we've missed you. And they all three jump into Schnobik's arms. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I and I bear my my forearm and let them suckle at it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> And, and and as I pull my sleeve out, a uh, black and white cave python slithers out of my sleeve and coils up around my neck. It's on your shoulder. Yes, and I reach up with my other hand and sort of stroke its head a little bit. What are you doing with that? Ionis, are you all right? You seem to have gone pale, which is quite incredible for you. You, you know me. This is you know that you you know that I'm very uncomfortable with this. Look, oh, Ionis, I thought you'd gone out, of, grown out of that childish 
fanciful fear you had of snakes. How can I outboard? Look at that thing. It's nasty. It's disgusting. Look, look with your eyes. This is not even a snake. What? Not a real one, anyway. It's a creature of the Feywild. Is my familiar and does my bidding. <laughs> Snippic, you're joking. I am not. I have many arcane abilities that you have yet to plumb the depths of. Snoopik, you not that long ago got finished telling me that this is for lesser people. And you are out performing the arcane arts? Well, it is uh, distasteful, I must admit. But being where I've been and seeing what I've seen, I have a greater uh, appreciation for the practical nature of things, their utility, their ability to produce results, regardless of how distasteful they might be. Snippic, you're a hypocrite, and, and, and that thing is a travesty, and you did it just to get back at me, and I will I, remember it. I extend my off. arm. I extend my arm out. No, wait, wait, Ionis. Just make friends. <laughs> and the, the snake <laughs> coils down my arm and extends its head out past my hand. <laughs> I, my brother, I will expose a bit of vulnerability to you in the sake of repairing our relationship somewhat. Um, this fey creature, although it uh, has sworn itself to me and does my bidding, would not allow me to give it a name. Yeah, it, she insisted on uh, on retaining her fey name and requires me to address her as Sipper Suckle Honeydew. <laughs> But I'm sure she is pleased to make your acquaintance. Please give her give her a small pat on the head to show there's no hard feelings. I am a stone person. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely mm. not moving. Well, very well. You have offended this fey creature at your own risk. And the snake slithers back up my sleeve and buries itself somewhere in my clothes. We're going to see about this fey creature. So, Don't you worry, Saber. You will have your day. And then I, and then the, the halflings seem done, and I, I, I let them down with the other arm, and and they scamper around my feet. And 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 one of them uh, says, uh, uh, "Master, there, there is a there. Some of the drow caught a slod for Lady Azir. Uh, it, it, it is up in the cages. We have, we have." We have put it unconscious, but it keeps waking up and attacking. I just want you to know, um, they are they are waiting for you in the Adarin cabin, my lord. Who, who the the drow? You were, the drow, the hunters, and the slad. They're in the cage. He's in the cage. I do not have time for this. I I have a mission. I am about. I'm sure Lady Azir will be along shortly to relieve them of their burden. Okay, okay. We tell you everything. As as well you should, my pet. 
All right. Look, you would not want to run afoul of the scourge of the small folk. (laughs) 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 And they wipe the blood off of their face, which has already turned white. The vampire blood that's already turned white on their on their lips and mouth. Yes, go go tell the hunters Lady Azir will be along shortly. Okay. I, I have not seen her recently, but she uh, she is rarely late to an appointment. Yes, Master. All right, come. So, what's your plan? Are you guys going to stay here and rest? Or are you going to go straight back to uh, Lakeshire? I mean, Lake and Hearth. What time is it? It's noon. I mean, you know, he's going to have to snow because so the interesting thing about this light well is that it, even though it's perfectly bright here, um, the light is not warm on you and it's still the the whole grove is still under that spell that makes everything seem a little bit dull. Um, uh, total cloud cover. Uh, you know, it's almost like... Um, like a fog, except you can see very clearly uh, throughout the whole thing. And Schnobik does not need to cover his skin and his face up when he's when he's here. But it is around noon. I, I would not expect you to make camp in the grove. I know what memories you have of this place. But uh, this time we may walk out the front door, uh, make, our, make our camp a little ways down the road. Uh, I'm going to write in my book, uh, Florin, we're on our way turn on the circle and he just puts a check mark and then you see a five and then it gets marked out and then a three and then it gets marked out and then a two and it gets marked out and then a one and then it just has a word now all right i I just take out the scroll and i scratch hero ink on it okay and uh against the side of this light well a teleportation door opens up people think i'm going to walk all over this valley follow me and i walk through (laughs) (laughs) filner follows right behind yeah schnubbick cursed show off (laughs) walk through after it (laughs) (laughs) and hopefully this has put us in our tower uh, you're right back in the uh, in the windmill. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, welcome to Lake and Hoth. Mm, very good, uh, fellers. That that does save us some time. I I admit that was a a trick well done. You you look just like him. Does he? Oh Flo- my. I um. This is this is my brother. Mm, yes, the uh, slightly handsomer version. <laughs> Slightly more charming. <laughs> Slightly snarkier anyway. Wait, let me let me see. Schnobik has to, I mean, uh, Filnir has, not Filnir, sorry. Florin has to roll a <laughs> wisdom saving throw. Sorry. Okay. That is, he's good. Okay. He says, oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah you, you are real interesting. Um, so where'd you guys go? Did you, did you end up, did you get what you were looking for? We did. Brother, I would say no more than you have to, but assemble your delegation. Time is of the essence. Well, now that we are here, I would like to 
at least talk to the two of you about who we should talk to first. Florn, there yeah. are, as you know, there are dangers all around us. But Fjolnir and I are working very hard to make sure that those do not pose a threat to Lake and Hearth. And we've secured yet another one of those dangers. Everything is fine. All right. Well, that sounds good. You uh, you want some time to yourself then? If I could talk to my uh, compatriots here, I thank you for staying in contact with me and helping me with this uh, circle. Well, I, I, I'd appreciate your help on my other thing, but you know, it's whenever you got a time and he sort of clangs as he walks, uh, give me a perception check. You and actually all three of you. Okay. Goodness. A seven. 18. 25. It's a natural 20. Uh, so Schnobick, uh, you notice that, that, um, Florence robes have, uh, some heavy, heavy rods in, uh, in like, his, so his robes have a pocket that goes underneath his arms. So sort of like a Japanese kimono where there's like a big bit of cloth that comes down and you can see that there's a shape of some rods in this thing, like, like, uh, like, like sticks, like long sticks. Mm-hmm. Phil near you, you can see almost through the, 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 uh, his robe every once in a while you catch a glimpse of it you can see that he's carrying at least two maybe three of those qualith rods that were in brink's um uh tower okay and and ionis <sighs> fucking florn bye florn <laughs> <laughs> clang 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 <laughs> such a weird lad telepathically i'll say to ionis why would florn want rods from brink's tower did you not hear what? them? Did you not hear them he in his rods. robes? Yes, he had he's, several. He's strange. <laughs> he has all kinds of things in this tower. I, I, I didn't notice anything. The sartorial choices of your underlings are not my concern. I, there was an underground passage here last time I saw, I believe. Yeah, that's where he goes. That's how he goes. I will uh, make my way there and rest while you assemble your party, what provisions you might need. I would uh, recommend um, bringing whatever persons of importance you can with you. Um, It makes it more likely that Havis will grant us entry if we are seen as an important person. Felipe Madamba is known in this valley. Uh, Kegaset is known in this valley, charnelled or no. And any anyone else who might lend you an air of credibility would be useful. Well, that was going to be my question to you, Snowbrick. Felipe seems to be awfully excited about returning to the Gilbrain Wilds. I have heard tell of of him having power there, maybe even people that he could rally there. With this current information. Perhaps that is not strong information, but but I wanted to know if, should we bring him, will there be people who will rally to his cause? 
It's possible. I've always known him to be a psychopathic egomaniac. <laughs> so uh, I, I do not envision him being an asset, but uh, his name does carry weight. Havis well, Corvair would... He might let us in just to lay eyes on him. Well, that's a possibility. I, I just wasn't sure if... Asset or no, would he make a great distraction? Oh, uh, in a situation like this, a distraction is an asset. Anything to keep Havis Corvair's eyes off of me. And secondarily, off of you. <laughs> so... Uh, are you you're saying that you're the one to get the control rods? I am the one I trust to destroy the control rods. I believe you when you say you will try to help. But I'm the one with fire. Fire is a, uh, fire is easy to come by. Hmm. Two more questions. Fill <laughs> yes, I understand. There yes, were. The sun is high. I wish to sleep. <laughs> we are inside. You'll be fine for just a few more moments. Feel near in the mine. There were, there were giant. There, there were giant objects used for heating other objects. Yes, we call those ovens. <laughs> the urns. <laughs> they, they, could they be used? Maybe, in your opinion for burning things in mass. I do not know how you would heat them or I suppose you could put them in a fire. They look like they've been through a kiln. Um, but it seems there was some sort of magic at play that burned what was inside, turned it to ash. Yeah, perhaps I'll ask around about that. Question three. Waverly Cloudsack. His wife and children are here. Is this the time to reach out? You're asking me or are you asking him? I'm asking you both. He is known. Is he not, Schnobick? I propose you allow me to turn them both. Then I will have a leverage over Waverly Cloud Sack that cannot be broken. I do not think turning his wife and child will make him compliant. This is your town. I will follow your rules. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think we wish to enrage him. I think... Mm, yes, but what would a man do to... Be with his wife and child, perhaps forever. Well, perhaps we leave that option on the table for later. Mm. Yes, my thought was more, Hi, Waverly, we have protected your wife and child. <laughs> perhaps you would want to help us. Mm. Well, I don't know that a man like Waverly Cloudsack would respond to a Treaty like that, but you're welcome to take your chances. I, I, well, I fear that is not the requisite show of force that would make an impression on him. He's already seen what we can do. 
And that mm. is perhaps why... Yes, yes haven't we all? <laughs> perhaps by making amends, we can compel his cooperation. Hmm. I would think, given your experience, you would have better insight into psychopathic egomaniacs. You surround yourself with them, and yet you seem to have no insight into them at all. <laughs> you think a man like Waverly Cloudsack is going to want to make friends and common cause with you? I do, I do not, but I do believe that we have a common goal. And at this point, the Gilbrain Wilds poses a threat to both us and him. Yes. Should he need to be yes, dealt with two after? two boulders make a pact to crush the third boulder and protect the egg. <laughs> we'll see how this works out. It's, it's your diplomacy. Your diplomacy to make, brother. Well, Fionnir, if you have no <laughs> objections, I will you, you, you at least are the, try to You are the out. head of state here. <laughs> A gesture, right? <laughs> yes, yes, make your diplomatic connections. Oh my, I, look at the time. I, Isn't I go it time to, sleep. to go in your hole, Snovik? Yes. <laughs> Great seeing you, brother. Mm, as always. And I, I descend the cellar steps. <laughs> so when you get to the cellar steps, you hear the banging again. And uh, and you hear Florence the banging of my lady and her three retainers. That <laughs> <laughs> no, you hear the banging. That's what of the... I hear resounding in my head, whether or not I. Yeah. No, you hear the sound of Florin Gershon running away from the door, which he was listening in behind as after he left, and he is running down the the the, the hallway uh, away from you. And when you get the Boy. door open, he Boy, stands come still. Here. Turn, turn, approach. Ah, yes, yeah, yep. Um, so I heard you're a vampire. Yes. And what what tipped you off? No, uh, no. Um, I actually, I actually talked to some of the guards after you left, and I realized that you've been putting off some kind of thing that makes them like you. And then I thought you were a vampire, and I thought, well, now we're friends with vampires. So I made this. And he pushes a button in the wall, and a small shelf opens up, and it's a uh it is a very, very tight, small stone space that has a wooden lid on top of it. And he says, I, I heard y'all like to sleep in uh coffins. Is that true? I give it a long look. It does look comfortable. <laughs> There's no pillows in it or anything, but it's dark. <laughs> Let me look at you. <laughs> and I give Florin an appraising look. Yeah. It's just super interested. Let me be very clear. You are not friends with me. I'm not friends with you. Uh-huh. I am. Uh, I've made a bargain with my brother. It is of a temporary nature. Yeah, me too. We will conduct our business and then I will take my leave. That said, I find this tribute acceptable. <laughs> Should we come to raise this village, I will eat you last. Uh, that's real. That's real sweet. Um, so, so, uh, so here's the thing: when you get in there, there's a button. In that button, if you push it, 
it, it reveals on the side there and he pushes the button and you can see that there's a little like a little wheel there. It looks like a little uh looks like a uh um uh, a ship's um oh god, what's the steering wheel? The not the mat what's what's the steering wheel called in the ship? The tiller. The tiller, yeah. It looks like a tiller. And he says, You turn this yourself and it will pull you back into the wall and you're almost undetectable. And then you put mm. you push that same button and you Turn the tiller the other way, and it'll slide you back out. Last time I saw a wheel like this was in a tavern in Waterdeep. The old pirate came in with it down its down his pants. Can you imagine? No. What what what, what happened? Well, I said, Captain Reynolds, did you know you have a ship's tiller down your pants? And he said, Ar. It's driving me nuts. (laughs) 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 And I slapped Florin on the back a little harder, maybe than I intended to. (laughs) My dear boy, you've proven adequate. Take your leave before we, uh, I have cause to change that impression. Uh, He clangs off and he's like, I knew he'd like it. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and he goes back into his library and you hear metal bars locking behind him <laughs> as, as he I, I, as he does it i'm gonna give it a very uh thorough inspection just for any uh yeah i get a natural one it looks like which is a seven it, it's nice i mean he's done a good job making the it. mechanism is relatively simple i believe it to be exactly what he has said it is yes that's that's okay. exactly right yep all right yes nothing nothing hidden here fairly right. straightforward so but you ingenious. can get your spells back you can uh you can get yourself a long rest while the other guys are preparing for this excellent um, question for john and tim mm-hmm. um uh, you have a you have a couple of options, and obviously, I don't want to like railroad you, but you will not be able to go through the qualith rods and the journal, um, uh, and do research on anything. You have to choose one of those things that you would like to do during your long rest. I will let you do like one of those things. Um, if you have any research and what I will let you do is I'll let you, unless neither one of you want to do either one of those things, I'll let you decide who goes first and determine what the other person does. If you would like to do those, do any of those things. Um, I want to kind of see, I still want to finish that conversation on uh, Waverly cloud sack. I honestly, I do think Waverly could be helpful in a show of, Diplomacy, as he is a known name, but I do not know that it is time to reveal that his wife and child are here when we are not going to be here, should he come to claim them and not be on friendly terms. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Fionnir. He he knows his wife and child are here now. And yet he does not come. I That part I do not understand, but... Uh, again, the same with Bezalith. He's a giant question mark, just as she was. And in my opinion, if we can get some answers and have him converse with us and 
have him as a show of force, as you said, or at least helping us with diplomacy. Perhaps it helps us gain more information. But I tell you now, at his level of power, there's no way he does not know where his wife and child are. I see. Then I suppose we can hope to garner favor by being their protectors and having kept them safe on his behalf. I leave the decision in your hands, Ionis. Well, let me let me at least reach out, attempt to have a conversation. If it does not go well, then we move on. Let us hope is that simple. Let us hope. What were the other options, Tom? So you've got the journal. It's going to take you some time to sort of like really go through that. Yep. Um, you have all of those Qualith uh, um, uh, pipes that have all the writing on it. And you, you know, as you've been reflecting since, since meeting Brink, you know, those are books. Those are, right. those are illithid books. Um, and uh, even though they look very similar to what Filnir pulled out of the lead um, trunk, what he has is much, much smaller. So these are actually sort of like two or three feet long, heavy, uh, you know, I think I said a half an inch diameter. So like they're long and skinny, but they're lead. They're also mm -hmm. lead pipes. Um, and then you can do any research that you would want to do in Florence library as well. Okay. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll attempt uh, talk first. Um, only because I thought you had already made a decision, Tim. Sorry. No, no. Um, yeah, I think Filnir is going to try to. I mean, I think he's going to try to play the diplomat here and figure out what the right approach is for the wilds. And so I think research is probably what he's going to lean toward to see if he can figure out what, um, you know, what Havis Corvair has done in the valley that's relevant, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the, just so that we have like a background on him to not walk in of like, well, who the fuck are you? Like, you know, we've yeah. heard your name, but you know, so it's like, we can come in and, and basically like, oh, we understand this and we know that you've done this and you know, here's who you are and we respect that or whatever. Um, uh, you know, not coming in blind basically. Great. Okay. So, um, so I'll let you, uh, we'll roll, um, a perception check and an insight check to determine like to see if you find books in Florence library that make sense to take a look at. Okay. And, and then once you have those, I'll let you do uh, a history, um, a history religion or arcana check. Uh, you'll, your choice as you sort of flip through these things. Sure. Okay. So I'll do, here's All the right. perception. So perception first. Yep. 17. Great. Insight. So definitely you find about 10 okay. books that, that have things that are about the Gilbrain wild since the Moonbrook elves. Okay. Left. Okay. Uh, and you insight. Said insight. That's a six. So you're still maybe you're able to call out two of them, two or three of them. So you have you have eight left okay. that you are um, you're like pretty sure might be helpful. Okay. And what I'll let you do is um, for your history check, if you get a ten 
or higher or arcana or religion. It's up to you, whichever one you you're you're better at. Yeah. Um, I'll let you ten or higher. Uh, I'll let you get rid of half of them. Okay. Um, fifteen or higher, you'll be down to two books. Okay. And nineteen or higher, and you have the book that's going to be the most helpful to you. Okay. Uh, I will do a history check. Okay. Natural 24. twenty. Twenty-four. So yes, even though even though this book uh, is is titled um, uh, "Adventures to Farron." Something gets your attention in the first few pages of it. Uh, and, you, you know, you kept kind of going over and back on this book to determine whether or not you thought it would be helpful or not. Um, but you realize that it's told in the first person point of view of a young uh, alchemist who, uh, who went to Waterdeep and Neverwinter in order to study alchemy and you stumble across a passage where the narrator is is describing um a recipe for a greater healing potion with herbs that he'd never um that you you have not heard of and the actual passage has the words um and so i told him my name was havis and he and he told me his name was Carl and we became good lifelong friends. And this entire book, while it doesn't, it's not attributed to any author, it is written by Havis Corvair. And it talks a lot about his time studying in Farron and how the elves there have been subjugated in much the same ways that they have been subjugated here. And that he is unconvinced that there were people in Gilbrain, humans in Gilbrain, at all until uh, a century or so before um, all of the humans came from Faerun to defeat the Monterre coalition. So he even thinks that Monterre was run by elves until humans took it over. And he thinks that it's all Faeruni humans. Okay. He hates humans. And the only thing he hates more than humans are half elves. God damn, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's an elf, correct? He is an elf. Okay. And you have also you have also discovered that he loves this hot and sour noodle dish. That is only made in Neverwinter. And it is a dish that you have been making at your diplomat's uh, um, instruction the entire time that you worked for Edgar. It was also his favorite meal. Great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ionis. Um. I'm gonna see if you'll if you'll let me cheat. Okay. Um, How first, Tim? Did did your research include the journal? No, I don't think so. No, okay. he didn't look at the journal. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the journal. Okay. And the um, I'm gonna take the journal, and I'm gonna take the rods. 
and I'm going to take those to Florn. Ah, smart. And I'm going to ask him to write down what he can write down what he can get from those, and maybe I can study those later, or he can tell me what's happening. So don't forget his special power that he has is that he can hold them, and he's he knows what's inside of them, but he does not have the wisdom to process them. So basically you can ask him what is in them. Okay. And and he can tell you specifically if you ask the right questions to him. Okay. So e- either way him holding them and talking is is way faster than me trying to like decipher yes. the whole thing. Yes. Uh so I'll I'll give those to him and then I'll I'll have him tell me what they're about. And uh I'll ask him I'll I'll ask him what what they're for, and if there are rituals, then to tell me the rituals. Okay, so you're looking for rituals in particular. Well, uh, these just, I, I want it first. I want to know what they're for. Okay, so the journal first. Not the not the journal. The rods. If I'm with him, it's the, the rods. rods. Uh, he says, um, "You know, I don't speak Qualith, but I do know all these things that are on the page, and it's weird." I think it's a history of the brain. Okay. And these rods, each one of them is a story of a different illithid. Wondering how long this will take. Um, Does he have uh, the story of Brink? So he goes through and touches. Nope. 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 Oh, no, that's not Brink. But? The name that keeps coming up on this is Donatus. Donatus. All right. I need to know all about that one. (laughs) (laughs) So he, he says, he says, all right, I can read it. And he just starts writing things down. He's like transcribing this thing into common for you. Okay. And uh, and he says, some of this don't make sense. They don't have words for some things. They keep they keep using this word, which I don't I don't understand what it means, but they're saying they're putting themselves in. They put themselves in. And and here, this one, this one put themselves in this, and this one put themselves in that. And he says, uh, um, this one says, put himself in. And then here, I think this is mountain. And this one says, says he's stuck on the wall. But I don't know exactly what that means. Stuck and then, on the wall. And then this one says, eh, wait. All of these talk about putting you, putting, putting them something in. But it doesn't. I don't quite understand what that word means. Is is it followed by it? Are they always followed by some form of object? Put them in an object. Well, except for the mountain one. But yeah, most of them are. This one was put in a book. This one was. This one was put in a. I I don't know what this word is. It's uh, it comes up over here. I think this one's perfume. This one was put in. I I don't know. I mean, it's a. It says just liquid that smell good. All right. Can you 
attach a name to an object and write those down for me. What do you mean? Donatus, mountain. Another one, perfume. Okay. Another one, book. Okay. And and he does, and he he starts to do that for you, and and he can't. You don't recognize any of the other names that he puts down. Okay. Yeah, at least I, at least I have them. Um. So that was just from the one. No, that was from the pile. Okay. He was touching okay. them and going yep. through, looking for the thing that you were asking for. Okay. Okay. Um. I'll just as he after he did that, I'll just ask him one one more thing. Very good, Florn. Very good. Thank you. Uh, does does it talk about how this happens? No. It, everything it says put in, and it's like instructions, but it's just the it's just the word that means put in. So it's just instructions like put me in here and then bake me for an hour. No, it just. It says that's when I that's when I was put in the smell good liquid and and that's my end. They all end with that. That's when I was put in. All right. Thank you. And and the, it's it's interesting cuz they have a word for him and her but every one of these is written as I. Hmm. I, Donatus, conquered the undersea, conquered the overland, took the life of Slod, and put in mountain, and that is my end. I mean, there's more here, but that's the top-level bullet points. All right, if you could for me, write down, write down all you can of Donatus. Translate this I'll whole take thing? These, I'll take these notes that you've given me. I need to know, I need to know the story of Donatus. Also, can you tell me, can you pronounce the word put in, in this language? I cannot. But here, let me write it down for you. And he puts it on a part, piece of parchment. He's mm-hmm. like, ah, it's not quite right, though. They can feel it. I don't know how to make it stick up in the right places. Uh, let me work on it. But he still hands you the parchment that has the shape of it. But he says it's just not. Their, their writing is three-dimensional. Goodness, these are amazing creatures. Uh, do I recognize it at all? Did I see anything that looked like that anywhere? Give me a memory check. I don't know. Give me a, <laughs> give me a, what's straight intelligence? Straight intelligence. Would that be like a, the, a memory or wisdom would be a memory, right? Wisdom is more memory. Straight wisdom check. Oh man, that's not right. It's supposed to be straight intelligence. <laughs> is it straight right? intelligence? It's it's my brain. I'm okay, using yeah, my straight, brain. Straight intelligence. Straight intelligence check. It's going to be a high one. It's going to bite me in the butt. Is what's going to happen. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Twelve. I'm going to use a luck point. <gasps> Eighteen. It's pretty similar. 
to two of the symbols that Bezleth just wrote on her sheet to you about what one of the teleportation circles was named. Okay. I was hoping so. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And then I want to go through the journal. Okay. I have four really big details from the journal. Um, 20, a DC 20 um, history or arcana check will get you all four. And we'll go down from 10, 15, 18, actually 25. It's 25. 25, 20, 15. Yes, that's that's the cutoff. Okay. So arcana check, I need to get a 25 to get all four. To get all four. That's right. Okay. Ugh, that's a 20. That's okay. So you get three out of four, though. Right. Yeah, so, three out of four. So, it's not bad. Okay. Um, uh, I'm just going to give you the first three. Okay. Okay. So she is clearly G- looking. Give him one, three, and four. <laughs> is that what you want me to do? One, three, and four? You tell me. I don't know. Should I? One, three, no, and four. I, no. <laughs> one, two, three, three, two, three, four. I think one, two, and four, because I think the most important thing he would have written down first, and then he would have come up with something else second. But then he's like, oh, I should throw this last thing in here for a really hard one. <laughs> I think one, two, and four are the ones you should take. As if, as if Tom's going to follow those rules. I mean. All right. One, two, and four. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so one. She's clearly looking for, you already had some of this information. She's clearly looking for pieces of unworked ascended ore. She -hmm. believes that there is one deep under Montaire that is the source of Montaire's power and wealth. Ooh. She knows that one holds a god. Unworked uh, um, piece of ascended ore. Okay. And then the bit of information that you got from Bezalith is being, you get confirmation here that the mace, it's a mace, not a scepter, a mace from Robert Hark has it. Okay. And, and it's, she, she has a description of it. It's very similar to the spell soul jar, except it holds unlimited number of souls. Whereas soul jar, uh, I believe there are seven soul, uses. Soul jar or soul cage? Soul, uh, I think it's soul. magic jar and soul magic cage. jar. Sorry, I apologize. It's a magic jar okay. where you capture a soul and you get seven uses out of it. It's that's that's soul cage. Soul cage. Okay, that was also the name of my band in high school. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> soul cage. <laughs> soul Chris victorious. Um, uh, it's able to release all of its power all at once. Or little by little, um, and it has the same basic uses as uh, as the soul cage. Um, wow! So you asked for uh, rituals. It's not a ritual, but she has a complicated instruction manual on a very difficult medical procedure for taking control gems out of the brains of Sladi. Which are these? You heard Schnobik say that yep. they c- captured a slod, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 
she has notes on the ones that she accidentally killed while pulling out their control gems. Seven of those and four of them she managed to not kill while she was re- removing them. And all four of those have been sent to Havis. All four of the control gems? Yes. And then finally, um, the last entry mentions that they have destroyed her spy and she has responded by sending five of her Kishi minions to Lake and Hearth. Ah, shit. And that is where we will end episode 62. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Every war must end the Dungeon Dads podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Lots of information. Lots of information. That was, that was, uh, that was wild. Man, I'm glad I'm getting a work. good day's sleep. I know. I know. <laughs> we're, we're in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know what a kishi is? I do not. No. Well. Should probably not look it up, right? Don't look it up. <laughs> don't look it up. <laughs> um, is that one of those new, th- is, is it key slash she? <laughs> It's a new pronoun. <laughs> no, no, it's not one of the one of the new genders here. It's um, it's something interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, is it like a quiche? <laughs> it's very similar. It's actually, how you it's mispronounce quiche? Yeah, that's is right. Quiche. A quiche. It's, it's a little quiche. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right. Should we go do our bonus episode? Let's everybody? do our bonus, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't want to waste do all my puns here. There you yeah, go. Right. Yeah. If you want some more puns from Sam, make sure you're on our Patreon. Come grab Toodaloo, the bonus everybody. episode. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Yeah. Toodaloo. See you soon.